That's right. And, you know, again, I think it, it really depends on what you're using it for, what your goals are. And so, for example, if you're a business owner and you're slammed for time and you're like, I just need to create a bunch of social media posts and be done with it. Chat might not be the best option for you. It might be better off choosing um, a product like Jasper that has specific social media templates that you can use and you just plug in your certain words and details and it will craft it for that social media platform. Well, folks, I am back live here on the air with you. It is a Monday. Oh, my goodness. What can I say? I've been traveling around the, well, I guess I could say the world, uh, actually, the last uh, month. That's why you haven't seen too much of me in April. It's now the middle of May, and I'm getting settled back into the routine of educating people here from the Academy. You have now tuned in to another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace where we talk about everything in the cleaning industry that is healthy, positive, and proactive. And you know what? You may have missed me. I've missed you too, but we're back with somebody. And you know what? We're going to talk about how to know what to do when you don't know what you're doing. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> well, hey, Mickey Anderson is here back with me again to maybe help straighten us out on a few things about what is it that we're supposed to do when we don't know what we're doing? Oh, Maybe. I have a lot of experience in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, I, I, thought, oh, man. I thought it was interesting as I traveled the world here just recently. I was over in Bermuda and was teaching uh, students uh, with the government of Bermuda there for workforce development. And, you know, I got to thinking about it on my airplane trip home, you know, I flew over there to teach people, but you know, so many times in the cleaning industry, we need to teach ourselves. How do I know what to do when I don't know what I'm doing? That's a, you know, that would seem to be a question that came coming to my mind. I love it. You know, I've, I've been there so many times and I think, you know, one of, one of the things I'm really grateful for in myself is that I'm not a perfectionist. I know so many people who are perfectionists. And the fact that they don't quite know and they know they won't get it perfect the first time completely holds them back. It's it's failure to launch. They won't even try. And I am not that person. <laughs> I am a let's fail and see what happens and figure it out on the go. So I'm, I'm very much so okay with, with messing things up and doing things wrong and being a humble beginner. And I think that's kind of the mentality we have to have when we're trying new things is remembering I am a beginner. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's perfectly okay because the only way to learn, if you can't learn how to ride a bike reading a manual, you got to get on the bike and you're probably going to scrape your knees a few times. So that's just the nature of learning. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I am not a perfectionist, although I, I'm never happy with the way that anything is currently. So I don't know, you know, if you're listening, folks, you may say, well, that's a perfectionist. Well, just because I'm always striving to be better doesn't mean I really think I ever get there. Um, but, you know, we were talking about, I think, our last time we visited, and that's been probably, what now, a couple of months ago. It seems like forever. Yeah. We were talking about AI and stuff, and, and I got into a conversation this past week about how to use the chat systems that are out there. Um, let's just say I got a schooling and I found out I didn't know what I needed to know. So let's help people because, hey, folks, here's, here's something I want to tell you. Before Mickey starts here, uh, you know what I do? I go to the bottom of a website, take a look around, and find out what other people aren't seeing. And if you go to the bottom of Mickey's website, 
I think you'll find out what I'm going to be asking about today, Mickey. Right? <laughs> it's hidden down at the bottom there, yep. Yeah. So let's tell everybody and let's go into, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So I have a free download for anyone who manages to make it all the way to the bottom of my, my homepage. It's 21 prompts to use for AI chat systems uh, to create content. And I know a lot of people struggle with that blank page. They don't know how to get started or what to post or, you know, how to, how to present themselves online. And so I came up with some standard prompts that you can copy and paste. And just with a little bit of tweaking for your specific business, you pop in the prompts and you'll, you'll get a much better output from the AI system. And I think it's a, a good reminder that if you don't know what you're doing, someone else probably does. <laughs> so don't try and figure it out all on your own. You're going to waste a ton of time. Look for people who are doing it and doing it well. And we, we call it R and D rip off and duplicate. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> I never heard that one. That was a good one there, Mickey. I'll have to, I'll have to remember that one. Uh, I took that one from a great book called Double Double. It's by, oh, I have the book right there. Um, great book. If you haven't read it, it's about how to double your profit in 10 years. Just a, a phenomenal, like, it's written by the old CFO of 1-800-GOT-JUNK and how he completely transformed their business. Highly recommend the book. And that's the quote that I'll always take from it is R&D, rip off and duplicate because people are doing it really well. And I think it's a good example. Apple, for example, you think a lot of us assume that Apple develops everything themselves. They don't touch a lot of stuff. They wait for someone else to master it and then snatch it up afterwards. And I think we can do that a lot better in our businesses too. You don't have to be an expert at chat systems or AI. You just need to find someone who is and use their frameworks and tools. You know, here's here's the thing. I I mean, you know, I'd heard about AI and the chat and everything, and I didn't really realize what it was trying to do until somebody pointed out I was missing several keywords. I wasn't telling the chat system what to do, and I was just expecting it to to do it for me. Um, Got to tell you, folks. I'm sorry. I just, hey, I'm just like you said. I'm going to rip it off here today, guys. Uh, make myself look like an idiot because that's what I am sometimes. And yes, I learn, and I'm trying to help you learn too because this is what happens. Uh, I wasn't telling it to write me something, and I'm like, whatever I said, write me. Da 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 da. da then it did it. But if I didn't tell it to write me something, it wasn't working. <laughs> it reminds me, there's a great commercial out right now. And I can't remember the brand, but it's a, a dad and a son. And they're, they've got instructions on how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And the mm -hmm. instructions are pretty ambiguous. It's like, you know, put the peanut butter on and it, the dad is just purposefully doing the instructions to the T and completely messing up this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And the kid's just there like, dad, what are you doing? But I think it's a good reminder that just because we intuitively know what we're doing and know what we want, it doesn't mean the other person or the AI or whoever knows that. And so I like to picture the AI as a fifth grade kid who I'm trying to get them to tell me what I want. And I have to be as specific as I possibly can. And then once it gives me an output, it's not the end. There's actually, you can train the AI to say like, that was terrible, do this better. <laughs> and it will learn, or that was great. Here's how I would have written it. And the AI system will actually learn from you in the same way an employee would if you just continue to work with it. 
And over time, it'll get better and better and better. So you do kind of have to stick with it. So, you know, and I think that was the point that was made to me this past week was, Dave, you know, you're putting in the words that you want, but you're not telling it what you want it to do with those words. And I was like, duh. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 if I had hair, I'd pull it out. I'd just scratch my bald head and go, how dumb was I? But then when, as you said, Mickey, once I did that, it started doing what I wanted it to do. Yeah. And you know, there's different chat or there's different AI systems for different people. So I don't love the chat, to be honest. It's not my favorite. I kind of struggle with that back and forth. I want templates. I want plug and play. I want it to know what I want and I just need to push it in. And so I'm actually using a, a different tool because it's built in with those templates. And so there's a template for right titles and descriptions for topic ideas for XYZ. And you just plug in the little questions it has reset for you. And then it comes out in the format you want it. So there are different, you don't have to stick with the chat tool. Sometimes you just need a different tool to meet your needs. And again, it all comes from testing and playing around and kind of going in with that beginner mindset of like, let's have fun and see what we can do here. But I think that that, that just brings up the next point, Mickey, that you brought up. Me knowing now what to do, what it needs and what I need to give it now maybe I can look for the right tool. Having the tool isn't the thing. I need to know how to use the tool, correct? Yeah, and you need to know why you want the tool in the first place, I think is really the key. What are you trying to do? And because different tools are made for different things and not all like, right? Like we can go to the same construction project, one person with a hammer, one person with a screwdriver. And what one's going to work, right? It depends is the answer. And so I think if you know what you're actually trying to get out of it, what's your goal, it's going to be a lot easier to look and check and test and see what's going to work best for you in terms of tools. That's kind of the last step that we spoke about. So from the 21 things that they can get from what I have, have viewed there, folks, I got to tell you the first thing it says write me and that's the thing i learned okay so that's the number one thing then the thing is is it it has a bunch of uh, content but places where i can put in my specific um needs and items um you're saying chat isn't always the way to use those so the the 21 ai prompts you gave you those are specifically made for chat those are the ones for, and it doesn't matter which chat system, there's chat GPT, there's Jasper has a new chat platform. There's a bunch of different types. So those prompts are made for chat. But if you're struggling with the prompts, if the prompts just aren't quite doing it for you and you're like, I just, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I just want to go in and plug in the answers to certain questions and be done. There are tools that can do that for you too. And this is like, if you're using the chat system, it's made to be able to do basically anything and everything as long as you give it good instructions. There are AI tools that have specific jobs, right? There's some for only doing long form blog posts. There's some for only creating SOPs. There's some for, okay. and so choosing the right one for your need can help kind of release your need for the prompts and can really just allow you to do the one thing that you need to get done. Okay, so let's let's kind of, you know, since we're talking about, let's talk to the five-year-old child here. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I feel like I'm that, that's where I'm at at this point. Uh, so, so, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I, I, I look at many people in the cleaning industry where 
we're we're running people, we're cleaning jobs, we're bidding on jobs, we're always moving, we're always going. And I don't have time to sit there. As you said, I want it to do this. But if I'm if I'm just kind of getting started, is chat the way to start to try to train my brain so that I know what I'm not like? I mean, so you can't just jump in and ask it to do everything for you. That's right. And, you know, again, I think it, it really depends on what you're using it for, what your goals are. And so, for example, if you're a business owner and you're slammed for time and you're like, I just need to create a bunch of social media posts and be done with it. Chat might not be the best option for you. It might be better off choosing um, a product like Jasper that has specific social media templates that you can use and you just plug in your certain words and details and it will craft it for that social media platform. And so that might save you a bunch of time and training personally, if that's your need. Okay. It just depends on right. what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to write SOPs, for example, something like Scribe AI is probably the best bet because you're just going to go in and do the thing while it screen records and then it writes the SOP for you. Done. Done like dinner. So know what you're trying to do. Know, understand that whatever the job is that you're trying to do. If you have a bunch of different jobs you're trying to tackle, then maybe the chat system is the best option for you because it can do a bunch of different things. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people are are looking at AI and they're thinking this is robots, but it's it, it is when it gets to that point. But what you're talking about in marketing is this isn't a robot doing it for us. This is a collective, if you will. Yeah, I like to think of it as like it's your baseline draft writer and researcher. Uh, so for me, for example, in my business as a marketer, I use AI a ton to come up with ideas stop the blank page, and to basically create me a really rough draft of anything I'm trying to do. It, okay. It's not done by any means. The majority of the work happens after that. It's the optimization. Now I go in and edit and refine and add and fine tune, but it takes away the hours upon hours of having to start from scratch and do the research myself. Now I just need to fact check and go in and clean up and add my personal flair and stories or my client's personal flair and stories. And then it's done. And so that's the way that I like to look at AI is it's it's essentially just collecting data for you and putting it there for you to use however you like. So, you know, I would, I would say that this is like, you know, a um, couple decades ago where I used to sit and browse all kinds of stuff on the internet and pull a little here and pull a little there and pull a little there. And now I just go to AI and have it do all of that research for me. You got it. Got it. It's 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 basically like if you had a junior employee or an intern who are like, hey, search the internet and find me 30 different types of this, or I need uh, three different recipes for this thing for tonight. Can you go and do that? That's what the AI is. So that's kind of the, the way I like to look at it. <laughs> okay, so we know what Mickey's going to do for supper tonight. Find out what the AI is telling her she should eat. <laughs> but it, I tell you, I'd find some pretty good recipes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I think that's the thing. So I want, I want to then go to, and you bring up something. We're talking about using the internet. Do you find in marketing that people are now believing you're not a viable business if you don't have a website that doesn't have all this stuff? You know, I think I like to look at websites as an important part of your business. I don't think they're necessary, but they do increase the value and the credibility of your business. I think when it comes to your website, it's kind of like a real estate asset. And so 
for any of you who are into real estate or own a home, you understand that, you know, if you ever want to get anything out of that home, not just live there, but sell it eventually, you got to take care of it. It needs curb appeal. It needs to have an interior that's designed nicely. It needs to be well-kept and maintained. And your website is the same. It can have nice curb appeal and good design, but if it's got no content, it's got no value in it, it's a huge mm -hmm. waste, right? No one's going to going to engage and buy and want to come in and have dinner with you. <laughs> and so the more you can put in and really create that kind of real estate asset and, and invest in it, the more value you're going to have in it. I know there's a marketing uh, expert that I just spoke with on my podcast uh, last week, and she was saying that she was able to sell her content business for over a million dollars because of her website. Her website was the key to increasing the value of her business substantially because of the content. She was able to sell the website and its content with the business, and it completely changed the value of her business. And so that's kind of the perspective I want you to take. It is absolutely an asset, and it can increase the value of your business. So since you talked about your podcast and stuff, folks at the bottom of Mickey's uh, website is her podcasts. Now, you may not know that Mickey has her own podcast because you always see her here on ours. Thank you, Mickey. But she does have, and I'm looking down here at it. Um, let's see, the last one I see is May the 13th. But on LinkedIn, I see more of them there. Uh, just like we do here, we tape some and then they make their way out. Um, you know what? I didn't look back on it, Mickey. How long have you been doing that? Uh, it has been, we are into episode 40 now, I believe, 40, 42, 43. So it's been a while and they've been weekly releases. So we're, we're rocking along almost a year. And, 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 you know, as a fellow podcaster, what, what got you started into it? Why, why do it whenever there's tons of people out there doing it, right? Yeah. You know what? I didn't, I went into it with a very specific goal in mind. <laughs> And I think that's really the key, right? There's so much competition. If you don't know why you're doing the podcast, if it's just, I just want to reach more people or I just want to deliver value, like you're probably going to fail. Let's get real. 99% of podcasts die after seven episodes. So having the goal in mind and knowing your purpose is really important. For me, I wanted to meet and interview people who were better than me and get free coaching. Like that was... <laughs> That was my selfish <laughs> desire was to connect with people who I otherwise would have never been able to get in a room with, pick their brain for free for an hour, learn as much as I can, and then share it. And the sharing, it is just the cherry on top. Like I get to meet so many cool people. I have 10 X to my network 10 times over again, and it has been so much fun. I've learned so much. I've gotten so much free coaching and advice from incredible mentors. And that has been the entire goal of the podcast up until this point. So, <laughs> so for me, that's really it. And I think there's lots of different ways to do it. I've met clients, but more so than anything, referral partners and strategic partners have come out of that podcast like I could have never imagined. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what, you know, what uh, I've found is I've talked to more people through the podcast that I would have never had an opportunity to engage with. We would have never crossed paths. Inspiring stories that just make you go, wow. Uh, and I, I guess that's the only thing I can say. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people jump to, I'm going to start a podcast. And I usually say, don't. Don't jump to start a podcast. If you have even the slightest inkling of starting a podcast, my number one recommendation is to first be a guest on at least 10 podcasts. If 
you can become a guest on at least 10 podcasts, you're going to know your spiel, know your purpose, understand what guests and hosts go through, jump through a bunch of hoops, see what it's like to produce. You're going to get caught up and understand the workflow in a much more in-depth way than if you were to just jump in and start a podcast. And so that's my number one recommendation. Podcast guesting is so powerful. Like here I am with you. (laughs) And so if you can get yourself onto a bunch of podcasts first, you're going to realize whether or not starting your own podcast is either necessary or something you even want to invest time and energy into. So, you know, I find it interesting as I talk to different people, how many people that actually produce a podcast really don't listen to them themselves? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, I'm, I'm so selfish because I very strategically choose my guests so that I can learn and get coaching. I re-listen to my podcast episodes as almost like constant coaching and affirmation because there's just, if you won't listen to your own podcast, that, like that's a huge problem. <laughs> Like it should be interesting to you. It should be something that you care about, that you're invested in and you want to listen to because otherwise who else is going to listen to it? So do you listen to other people's podcasts a lot or do do. you take, I don't listen listen to to a lot. I don't listen to a lot of different podcasts per se. I, if my guests have a podcast, I do my best to listen to a bunch of episodes to get to know them better. There are a few podcasts that I do listen to regularly that I really enjoy. Um, But I, I'm a busy mom, right? So for me, being able to plug in an an earphone and kind of listen to something while I clean the house every once in a while is no big deal or in the car. It's easier to sit down and listen to a podcast than it is for me to sit and read a book. So for me, it's a great viable option. It's not for everyone. And so if you do have a podcast, make sure that you're distributing it in a bunch of different ways. So video, audio, and ideally written so that you can capture the most people and, and get it out there so you're really catering to the different demands of your audience. Yeah, I think that's the the one thing. That's the reason why we're doing the video podcast this year where we were just doing audio. Um, I never have actually uh, done it in print. Um, mm. I know that's hey, another I, way to do it. There, I know. I, hey. I knew you were I knew you were gonna go there, Mickey. <laughs> There are, there are a few podcast-specific AI tools that are super powerful. So my podcast, all of the written content comes from two AI tools. One is called Content at Scale. You just plug in the Apple iTunes URL, and it crafts uh, 200 to, or 2,000 to 3,000 word blog post completely from the contents of the podcast. Like, amazing. And then there's Capshow, which will give you all of your title descriptions, blog posts, articles, all of those pieces. And so those two are plug and play simple ways for you to just extend the reach of your podcast. And for me, it's been super valuable. You know, you know, I like what you said. I, you know, you just have somebody on so you can learn from them. Hey, I learn from Mickey every time that she's on, you know, there's another point that, Hey, why do you think I have her on for you folks so that you can get some of the tips, just like I'm getting the tips. Um, But I think this is the interesting conversation. When you talk about marketing, there's so many moving parts as you've talked and there's not just one and it's, it's, it's like a website in a way it should always be changing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, podcasts are incredible for building up your website, right? We talk about that website as an asset, as a real estate piece of asset and, and your podcast can absolutely contribute to that, right? If your podcast guests and your podcasts align with the types of content 
that your audience is searching for and wanting to consume, having a page for every episode, that's going to increase your SEO. That's going to help you build up the contents of your website. So it's just another reason or another pathway to help increase the value of your business with that content. And your podcast can absolutely be the thing. Mickey, you know what? I, I yeah, there there was like uh, so many things we could talk about after our absence from uh, the website or the web uh, for the last couple months. But you know, I don't want to get too long winded. I know that you're busy. I am busy as well. So, uh, folks, if you want to find out more about Mickey, her website has been scrolling the whole time right underneath this. Why did I put it there? So that you can go to the bottom of her website. And you can find the two things that I found. Maybe they'll be helpful for you. You didn't put them there for no reason at all, Mickey. <laughs> you know, lead magnets or, or your freebies are great at the bottom of your website. Because by the time someone gets to the bottom, it means they're probably not ready to buy yet. They're just scrolling for information. And so if you're looking to put a freebie on your website, put it at the bottom of your homepage. Because it's going to collect those people who, who aren't quite ready to buy. And it gives you a chance to nurture them and chat with them some more. So yeah, head on over to the bottom. You'll grab those 21 free AI prompts. I also have um, a webinar up on bonuses, discounts, and promotions where I go into um, pricing, how to use numbers to make things seem more expensive or less expensive. And that's just a, a pre-recorded webinar you can snag. It's at the very top of my website as well. So make sure to watch both of those and, and they should deliver some great value. Mickey, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, hopefully, uh... Uh, we were talking off air before we started, folks, that uh, the challenge for Mickey is, you know what? She's still got another month to go with her youngster there. And then it's summertime and she's got to do all of this and take care of a kid, too. So, hey, uh, we're all glad that we have life to uh, to work with. Right. Absolutely. Grateful for every day. Thanks a lot, Mickey, for being on. And uh, folks, we will be back next month with Mickey again. I don't know what time frame because everything is messed up. And with Mickey having to do what she's doing, I don't know when we'll get her on. We will try though again. We'll, we'll do it. We'll make it happen for sure. <laughs> so folks, uh, like we say here, you know, beyond clean with Ace, make sure that you keep your life and everything you're doing healthy, positive, and proactive. Till we see you next month. Thanks for watching. <laughs>